project resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. And tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit RenownTalent, R-E-N-O-W-N, Talent.com, and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. All right, everybody, welcome to the Not Also Classified podcast. On today's podcast, I have Kenja Sabri, Dr. Kenja Sabri. Uh, she is the academic chair for St. Petersburg College. So if this is your first time watching or listening to this podcast, welcome. Uh, please make sure to check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts and also on YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe. Also leave a rating, leave a review. Um, please comment on our video so that way our podcast gets noticed. I first connected with Kenja way back a uh, long time ago. I would like to say 2015, 2016, when she had reached out to me to be part of the advisory board of an academic program that she was working for at the time. And I think she's also asked me to speak um for her students at one point and at another point she actually reached out to me to offer me a remote teaching position uh, which never really panned out we had connected in person at the state association for florida florida health information management association and ever since we've had stayed connected uh, especially when we're talking about the him uh, industry uh, him students and just the industry in general. So in today's podcast, we really go over her career. Uh, she des she describes her transition from uh, being in New York, being a student with DeVry University, becoming an HIM manager, and then working as an adjunct instructor, and then eventually becoming an academic chair for the HIT program for St. Petersburg College. So we get into that, and in the second portion of the podcast, which will be released next week, we discuss her her academic um, her education background, where she went ahead and got her master's degree, but then right away 
uh, got her doctorate's degree in education. And in the second part, you'll see how everything intertwines with her education. And then we also talk about the qualified, which is her company that she has created along with uh, other fellow team members uh, to promote leadership, um, career skills for the HIM students and HIM professionals. So without further ado, here is part one of my interview with Kenja Sabri, Dr. Kenja Sabri. Enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome to the Not Also Classified podcast. Um, I am very happy that we are able to record uh, a podcast this week because I have a special guest. Her name is Kenja Sabri. How are you, Kenja? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? Good. Thank How you are you? Me. Well, it's dry here. Last week, what a lot. Well, last week, we tried to do a podcast and uh, we are what? In the peak um portion of the hurricane yeah. season and so it's been raining and we live about an hour apart right so you're over in the, mm-hmm. in the saint petersburg area i'm in the central florida right right by disney and uh, when she told me that it's raining i'm like wait if it's raining there it's gonna be it's going to come over here right. where i'm at <laughs> and i think we tried to do a podcast episode on a monday it was raining um i had bad connections you know what happened was I had the the Ethernet line on, but it wasn't connected. So everybody in the oh, house, okay. yeah, 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 everybody in the house <laughs> was uh, streaming. I don't know Disney Plus, whatever. It right. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, she was my wife at the end. She said, "Oh wait, were you on a podcast? Because I was trying to stream something, and uh, I kept on cutting out." I'm like, ah, well, you know." Thank you very much for letting me know that. And then we tried on a Tuesday and it was still raining. You're talking about like 70% rain. And so we decided to pull the plug for last week and I substituted another episode. Uh, and then, which was we, great, by the way. Yeah. What was that? That was the, the student one, the solo episode, yes, right? I yeah, love yeah. that. Love that. Yeah. Those are great. And, and, and I know you're an educator too. We'll get into um, where you've been and, and where you are today, because I know you're you're an educator over at St. Petersburg College, correct? I am, yeah. Academic chair, right? So yep. mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. And I just did a video actually um, comparing uh, our HIT programs. And uh, I don't know if you saw, I was I was flipping I through, <laughs> I was flipping through uh, Kahim. Yes. And uh, I picked the associates program and I listed it. And I'm like, wait, I know the person who is the academic chair there. So yes, that's uh, me. <laughs> I was going to do it, but then I picked Valencia College. Uh, maybe I should have done yours, but I think this is be- okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But it's similar, right? The, the it is, yes. And they have a great program director, uh, uh, Kelly Lewis. She's over there. She's fantastic. They do have a really good program. Yeah, yeah. So we I did that instead. Um, I'm sorry, the, the mentoring session instead, that was great. Um, I, I think we need more of that. I think we'll talk about that as we get into uh, your company, The Qualified, yeah. uh, I believe, which you uh, launched this year. Um, but yes, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you to Mother Nature. <laughs> there's no, there's no strong, right? And so let's just go ahead and get started with the first question, Kenja. Uh, where did you come from and how did you get to where you are today? 
Oh, that's a loaded question. Hey, so where did I come from? Um, well, born and raised in the Bronx, Bronx, mm. New York. Mm. You know, um, I landed here in Florida just by way of the weather. Go figure, right? Mm-hmm. I, um, one day we had a really bad winter storm. I looked at the map. I said, you know what? I'm moving. I said, I want to go to Florida. Um, I don't want somewhere with the highest population. So mm-hmm. I ruled out Jacksonville. I ruled out Miami third highest population at the time. This was like 2008, 2009 oh, okay. was Tampa. So I said, mm. that's where I'm going. That's where I'm moving. So at that time, I had already had some experience in HIM. Um, When I moved down, I was in the midst of my bachelor's program, going through a bachelor's program a couple years already in the field, but it worked out perfectly for me. Um, So since I've been in Florida, I've been focusing solely on leadership roles. So um, HIM supervisor while I was here, HIM manager, HIM director, and then I transitioned into education. So you, you, um, you, you were, you started to take classes while you were in New York or did you take classes well, while you okay. were in Tampa? Well, okay, so truthfully at the time I was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I'm a graduate of DeVry University in New Jersey. I mm-hmm. achieved my associate's degree there and then I was in their bachelor's program online. Okay. So started online and then I finished up while I was here in Florida. Okay. All right. So kind of briefly go through, I guess, the the director, the leadership uh, positions, because uh, once you moved up into your bachelor's, because this is going into the video that I just did. Yes. Right about the, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's perfect because I, if you guys haven't seen the the YouTube videos, uh, it was a long, um, I wouldn't say long, but it's like, it was a video that I just wanted to do for such a long time. Because people keep on asking about programs, about um, should I get an associate? Should I get a bachelor's? Should I get a master's? In your case, you have a doctorate, which I will definitely talk. You know, we will chat into that. Um, you know, what when you finish your uh, bachelor's, right at DeVry, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, what did it what did it give to you? That um, what did you take from? the bachelor's program that could translate. I think that's the, that's the, the key phrase is translatable, transferable skills from the into classes the into the industry. Into the industry. Yeah. So what did you I take love away? That question. Yeah. So for me, the takeaway was the leadership portion. Mm. That was the biggest takeaway. Um, the leadership portion, um, uh, understanding how to implement and manage projects. Mm. That's really when I started to get my hands dirty and focus on EHR implementations. Um, something so so focusing on like the systems, HIM systems and processes. But you mentioned something that I thought was key mm. because in order to do that, you have to be at a certain place in your life or your mindset, right? So a certain level of maturity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that was important. So when I finished up my bachelor's, that's where I was in my life. I was just like, okay, I had enough hands-on experience in the department, I'm ready to take this to the next level. I'm really, I felt ready to lead my team. Yeah. I I think when I, um, I think I I brought up my, my supervisor. I mean, I, I I love her to death. Uh, you know, she, she was my CDI supervisor for quite some time. 
but she she graduated with an associates, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they pushed her from, um, well, they upgraded her from a supervisor to a manager. And that manager required a little bit more, right? She couldn't, it, 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 I could tell that she needed more, right? right. That, that, couldn't, right. that you could not take from an associate's level program. So in the video that I did, you could see in the curriculum that there's nothing really to grasp from, like the tools that she needed, she couldn't take from her associates, right? <laughs> And then from there, from the bachelor's, though, you could see like everything, the finance, the, the statistics, right? Right. right. Okay. Learning to manage that budget, right? Yeah, All yeah. of those things are key, are key. But let me tell you this, sure, because sure. Um, I'm getting ready to launch early next year, mm-hmm. a leadership program for HIM sure. professionals. And this is why, because when I got into leadership, there wasn't a handbook. There wasn't somebody to train me. There wasn't somebody to say, this is how you need to lead a department. And yes, I had the degree, Mm. um, but there were certain things that I still felt was missing. And thankfully at that time, I had an organization who sent me to a supervisor's training, Mm. but it was more so how to supervise people, how to have those difficult conversations. Um, But the HIM stuff, Um, was all new to me. Like, yes, I've done it. And that's one of the things that I loved about transitioning into leadership was because I, I was able to say, I've been where you were. I've done this. You know, I, I was on production, so I know what it's like. And I, Mm -hmm. to me, that was always important. So I'm not asking you to do something that I've never done myself. Correct. Um, I've explained in, in previous podcasts that I, I was in a situation where in my first directorship that, um, you know, you have like I you're 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 in the role and mm-hmm. you realize the responsibility, but, you know, you have the tools, but you just don't realize that you can access them. Right. And so I I locked myself in my office. I, I always refer back to an old HIM book and I grabbed it and I. I said, I know this stuff. I know this stuff. I know what I need to do. I just need to figure out what it is and and what's the first step. So mm-hmm. let me flip this question to you. In, in your leadership roles, were there times or could you explain a time where you were in a role and you're like, okay, I need to figure this out? Because that, that's the thing with HIM professionals, at least at least from, from what I have understood, is that we are very good at being given a task, you know, right? Because we, because our 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 program, the HIM program, is kind of mixed with everything. You know, when you look at the, the curriculum, there is uh, some computer classes, there's some business classes, there's some health services administration classes, there's of course your HIM classes, there's your medical classes, right? And so you you you're kind of torn apart in the program. Because and so we're when that you, bridge. Yes, you're you're kind of well, yeah, you're in the bridge, but you're like torn apart. You're like you're like going like this, <laughs> and you don't know which way to go because there's so many options. Uh, in HIM. So going back to the question, was there a time where you're like, okay, I need to figure this out? Was there any type of project? Was there any type of scenario? Was there any type of task where you had to sit down and like, okay, let's start with square one and and let's begin. So was there any type of uh, event or situation that you had to deal with? Plenty, 
Plenty. Um, so one of my favorite jobs was um, the decedent coordinator. Mm-hmm. So working with other departments when somebody dies, right? So mm-hmm. handling those death certificates. Um, I, I didn't know what I was doing or where to start because in that in school, you know, they talk a little bit about the birth certificate process and the importance right. of those things, but they don't really talk about the flip side. Mm-hmm. So that was one particular scenario that made me go back to my books. Um, but not only that, when we converted to, at the time we were on paper records. So when we converted to electronic health records, because I was the decedent coordinator, they asked me to build in Epic the post-mortem section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, what is that supposed to look like? Like, what am I supposed to do here? Because one, yes, I've used other EHRs at that time in my life, but nobody ever asked me to build anything or to design anything. So um, this is why we have to have tons of stuff in our toolkit, right? Or in our tool belt. Um, So working with someone at Epic to say, okay, what is this supposed to look like? You know, I knew the process, Mm -hmm. you know, so that wasn't the problem, but trying to translate that process into an EHR, create workflows, all of that was new for me completely new for me. And it made me go back to my books. It made me go back to my books. It made me research um, other hospitals. It made me ask them for clients because people die everywhere. So Mm. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be the first person to build this. So let me see what this look like looks like. Who can I call at my neighboring hospital who also uses Epic to show me this? I can just pop in for a visit and see Um, what they're asking me to do. And you can't be afraid to do that. You know, I think sometimes we get into these roles and we can be so prideful um, or we're afraid to say, I don't know, or I'm sure, I'm unsure, or I'm not sure of the next step. It's okay when you're not. It's okay. You just need to figure it out, right? (laughs) So um, let's figure it out. And that's what I did, you know, and I encourage everybody to do that. I think the first the first step is is just admitting that you need help and then asking for it, I think is is the is the key. Um, right. with right. even with students, because I know, you know, when I did those mentoring sessions, um, you know, they would come to me and like I could I could sense like there's a bit of apprehension mm-hmm. in students Absolutely. in asking. And so they think um if I ask, then it seems that I am gonna look at them as if or demean them in such a way that like, they don't know. Bingo. But on the flip side, I would tell them like, look, I, I don't see it that way. I see it in a way that you are wanting to learn. That's right. Um, and if That's you, right. and I think for most students who, who believe that, who, who carry that, who carry that feeling that they want to learn versus being afraid to ask, it, it will translate into better opportunities, right? It's, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's a certain mindset. It- It is. It is. And you know what? I think it takes courage. It takes courage to say, you know what? I need help. 
you know, it's okay. And I welcome that too, but I have students all the time who are embarrassed, you know, or we find it where sometimes you get out of school and you have a hard time recalling information Mm -hmm. because sometimes you go through classes so quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, or it takes you sometimes I, I teach for a two year program. Sometimes it takes people four years, four and a half years to get through because they're working professionals. They're taking one class at Mm -hmm. a time. So you're asking them to recall information that they've learned in year one, in year two. So sometimes it just takes that gentle reminder. Yeah. So remember this textbook, remember that assignment, you know, that's what I like to do. And they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, okay. So let's, let's go back there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So just trying to help them recall that information. It's really important too. Yeah, I, I I can attest to that. As for for students that are working, because I know the the most, at least from what I understand, a lot of HIM programs from what when I went was either at night, mm-hmm. right? I went at night um, after work, yes. um, on the weekends. It was never mm-hmm. a day program for some reason, of course. Uh, but it was always at a seven thirty to nine thirty, ten thirty at goodness. night. Oh, yeah, yes. it was. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Oh my gosh, it was it was crazy, and it was uh, designed for working professionals. Exactly right. That's that's what it is versus any other um, any other program um, because you know I have I have uh, two older kids right now that are about mm-hmm. to go into college. One is a senior now. One's a junior now. Oh, wow. looking at colleges now and I'm looking like and they're asking me like what what does the schedule look like you know when you when you finally get this done I said well it, <laughs> you never know because because it's when true. you first start you at least for the prerequisites uh, it can be in the morning it could be at night it could be on a weekend so mm-hmm. um, people are chasing at least the prerequisite courses to be in the best classes with the best teachers it's true. Time, and so it's hard to, to keep up with that. It is. And you know what? Colleges, though, they're doing a really great job. I know we at St. Petersburg College, we are um, being flexible and trying to offer those various modalities um, because we understand, you know, um, not every college student looks the same. You know, we have students that range from age 27 or well, earlier than that, but are average, mm-hmm. um, you know, 27 years old, you know, so they're working, they may have families. So we try and structure our classes around that. Um, but like you said, there's people are trying to get the best professors, best times, you know, so they're looking them up. They're seeing what their peers are saying about them and they're trying to get into those classes. Right. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code GEEK15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N group.com slash shop and use our promo code GEEK, G-E-E-K-1-5 at checkout. 
Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information, and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code G-E-E-K-1-0 for special pricing. When I first, I, I actually taught for DeVry. That was my first oh, teaching. Did? Yeah. <laughs> Over in That's South funny, Florida. That's funny because they still haven't hired me yet. No. Yeah, in South Florida, um, in Miramar, when very early, early on, I just graduated in 2000. Because you mentioned the age, the age, the average age that go to the program. Mm-hmm. And so I graduated in 2003, 2004. Um, I was looking for, I don't know why, just a different bachelor's, maybe a bi- okay. biomedical okay. informatics. Anyways, oh, I went. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I went, was my very first major. Was it? And it was and too hard. I Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Like, <laughs> okay. maybe should I, should I, should I go for, anyways, I went to the session, right? And then, mm-hmm. um, and I brought my wife, I brought my, I just had my daughter long time ago and i'm like maybe i just need to just get some education to kind of bring ourselves up you know because we're just a young couple i'm i'm an right, HIM right. technician whatever i did that i did the session and then um i'm like i don't know i don't know about this anyways the the dean of the college in miramar florida um contacted me and said hey um I'm calling you because I noticed you you came to our academic session for biomedical informatics. I said, oh, yes, I did. Um, but I'm not calling you for that. I'm actually calling you to uh, for for an opportunity because wow. I saw that you have an RHIA. Right. And wow. so this was at a time this was early in the time where I could teach as an RHIA for a bachelor's program. Right. Very early on, because yes. I know the, the statistics back then, I know it's, it's changed since since then, back in 2003, 2004, where about out of the entire HIM professionals, only 10 percent have master's degrees. It's true. Yeah, it yeah. is true. And yeah. when I started teaching in HIM at the I had a bachelor's, mm-hmm. I had a bachelor's and it wasn't until about 2011 2012 that's right right. where they required um it to be masters Mm -hmm. but since i was already teaching i was grandfathered in and at the time i was adjunct for saint petersburg college so i was i felt like i was safe like okay i can still teach with my bachelor's yeah yeah um, so I eventually I got the job, right? I said, Oh, this wow. is great, right? I think this is awesome. Um my, I might as well because my wife says, you know, you're 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 becoming his name is Professor Elton Cust. And so he's bald, <laughs> he's from Trinidad and Tobago, he has very good charm, right? And he's now living, I think, in Georgia. And he says, I think you're becoming like Professor Cust. I said, maybe, maybe, maybe. So I took the position thinking like maybe that's that's my direction uh, mm-hmm. to be an academic, at least just to give it a try. Anyways, so my first day, um, I I thought I would play a trick, right? Because here I am, 24 years old, right? You told me the age is around 24, yes, 27. Yes. So here I am in 20, I'm here 24 years old. I'm in a, a shirt and a tie and I'm sitting in the back. I decided to sit. <laughs> 
So my first day, I said, let me just sit in the back. And then all these students come in, all these students come in, they're sitting down, class starts. And then the students are like, where's the professor? I said, yeah, where is the professor? And then all of a sudden I got up and I started writing my name on the floor. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I'm, I'm your instructor. Said, How old are you? These are like, you know, either 20s or 30s yes. or 40s. Yes. And they were like, you're kidding me, right? I'm like, no, I'm your instructor. Because um, because the way I, I guess most HIT or HIM programs work, at least early on, especially younger programs, the they have one instructor, one instructor right. for right. everything. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned about around like 2010 with the required masters. I actually taught for I went from the Vry, um, the Vry to ITT Technical Institute. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. Uh, before they closed their program. Yeah, <laughs> don't laugh. Program. Don't laugh because I know somebody who went to that program, but I, yeah. I, yeah. I and they were also teaching for, um, they graduated from there and then they started teaching there. And then mm. shortly thereafter, they yeah. closed. Yeah, it was just, I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I actually had left that before um, they closed the program abruptly. Wow. And then I went to Colorado Technical Institute, uh, which okay. was my first online uh, teaching position uh, for their, what they call their medical, their associates, their associates in uh, medical building and coding. Okay. Right? So I think the program just didn't get accredited by Kahim and they kind of closed that program down. Right. So that's why I brought, I brought up that video. I'm like, wait a second, you know, I think that's why it, it, it finally clicked, you know, right. a, a, an associate right. in the medical building and coding is not an accredited HIT program. And right. so I decided to create that video. Anyways, they, they, they moved me into a bachelor's of health services administration. Okay. And I was teaching courses there. And then all of a sudden um, the, they, they kept on changing leadership. That's the thing with online colleges. They change leadership, change leadership, change leadership. And so the last leadership, what had happened is like, okay, I suggest you get your master's. And then she fin- she left, right? And then didn't tell me why, <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden the classes that I was receiving kept, just, just started to drop. I'm like, I'm like, where are my classes? Where are my classes? Where are my classes? And then eventually they said, you know, Brian, we we had a new change. And that was the time that you, you mentioned the date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is now for, for those that are teaching bachelors, you now have to have a master's degree. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there were many times that I was like, man, I should have like, you know, I, 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 I've, I've interviewed, let's say for example, Marlene Marino, right. She, mm-hmm. um, she taught for an education program, knowing that they would reimburse her for her master's degree. See? Right. And How so, strategic is that? I'm, yeah, right. So she kept on getting <laughs> masters, getting masters, and I'm, 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 I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I never told anybody, but I kept on kicking myself in the butt. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know how many opportunities I had to get a masters at DeVry, at IT. I don't know the day. The oh, it's true. Tech, yeah, it's at true. At IT mm-hmm. Tech, I offered masters at Colorado Technical University where I was there for like a couple of years, couple of years. Could have taken of I that. could have taken it then. And so, uh, so that's a lesson for people who are in, <laughs> <laughs> who are teaching. But that's okay. Because look at you now, you found your name. And that matter. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, it's 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 never too late, though. You know, I always think, you know, is it, is, is it it's too late not. now? You know, and I'm at a position now in terms of salaries, salary wise, like, look, I could I could literally pay it for myself. You know, it's it's not a problem to it, me. It, I don't have right. to worry about that's what I did. Yeah, I don't have to worry about somebody. Uh, that's the thing, too, is like if you have an employer, um, you know, real talk, you know, if, if you have an employer reimburse you, you are like committed to that employer for a while. Uh, so that's right. That's you know, right. They, there's an agreement in terms of uh, tuition reimbursement that you have to deal with. So if you're if you're at a point where you want to have a little bit of freedom after your education, you want to take it somewhere, for example, like create a business or move to another employer, then you need to have that financial stability to include yourself to have a master's. Bingo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Bingo. Take that into consideration. So if you're like, okay, well, I do have three years after getting this to commit to this organization. Great. Take advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get those student loans. But if you're like, nope, as soon as I get this, I want to explore other opportunities or like you said, create my own business, then really consider financing that on your own if you could. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking about it because my Absolutely. wife is um, she's going to finish. She's going to finish her bachelor's for her art, for her nursing degree mm-hmm. at um Western Governors, Western Governors University. Right? Oh, okay. So she okay. actually has they a, they she have actually, an HIM yeah, program. Yeah, she no, her nursing degree. Her bachelor's in nurse. She has an HIM degree. We graduated together. And then she went to nursing, got her <laughs> yeah. associates in, her associate's degree. She's now finishing her bachelor's degree at, at uh, Western Governors. And then she says, I'm I think I'm gonna go to the health informatics program at Western Governors. And I said, Good finish that program, come back to me, give me your notes so that way I can go to Western Governors. Right. <laughs> yes, right. right Make you. it that much easier for me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So my, that would be awesome. My, that kid, would be awesome. my kids are, are uh, junior, senior, right? They're a part of a, what's called an international baccalaureate program. And so my son's now the junior. And so my, my daughter, eldest daughter, always comes to him. Like, what do you need? I, I know what it takes for, for you know, as a junior, let me help you out. And it's great. And I so, love that. and so I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe my wife will do that with me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I might have to do some extra chores or your children. Go ahead. <laughs> or, or buy them from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do something. I have to do something, you know, <laughs> buy an extra gift, take her to dinner, something. I, I don't know. It, it'll work yes, out, but, yes. but we'll get through the the. Ba- do we'll, either let's... one of your children want to explore HIM? That's the reason why I took them to UCF, right? For them to look at it. But when we went, when we went the first time, it was just a campus tour. So we have to schedule it again, I think in November. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, I did a podcast with them. Okay. And I asked them, what do you think I do? And all they think I do is I sit over over here, over in this this desk here. And they just see me um, look at screens, copy and paste stuff, yell and scream because, uh, <laughs> because of stuff that I see on audits. And uh, I don't think they realize what they what I do, but I wanted her at least to look at it. But the thing with with my eldest, right. she's not really she's not really into health per se. Um, she is into okay. uh, computer science. That's why I had um, Shirley Moy okay. right. actually come in and talk about it. And she's actually actually connected my daughter with her Shirley Shirley Moy. Oh, that's uh, awesome from Swift Audit. 
to talk about computer science. And so she's, she's interested in it, but she, interested in it, but she's also interested in journalism. Uh, oh, so okay. I'm like, okay. I said, well, you know what, either way, whichever way you go in, in either computer science, she's thinking either security and mm-hmm. privacy. I said, that's great. Apply that's that to see? the health sector. See? That's, that's, okay. yes. <laughs> if you go into <laughs> journalism, communications, media, whatever it may be, uh, do it in healthcare, right? Because there's a lot of talk, you know, a lot of things to talk about right. there. You know, so it, regardless, right. I'm going to steer her in such a way that it may be there. And it may be if it doesn't work out because it's in a health sector, it may lead her to HIM. So I'm kind of it's strategically. True. I'm thinking uh, data analytics. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. She yeah. may find herself here. Yeah. It's like if, 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 if it, it's kind of like the plan, plan A, plan B plan C, right? <laughs> so if it doesn't right. work out plan C, okay. <laughs> you know, let's get it there. And now, you know, at least she, she has an understanding of what's going to happen there. Um, but I can see her, you know, she's taking computer science courses now uh, at for high school. And then she's probably going to take her pre-calculus um, over the summer after she graduates and kind of jump in and finish those prereqs. So, okay. you know, you never know, you never know. Um, let's get back to you. I, I want to know how did you get into teaching because you're you're currently the academic chair for St. Petersburg College. How did that transition from working in leadership? I see a bunch of management positions. I see a director position, another mm-hmm. director position, and, and privacy officer. How did you turn? Because I've seen I've seen a lot of professionals do that, uh, where they used to work in the field, then finally find themselves into academia, becoming a uh, a lead in in uh, the academic program. So, how did you find uh, working in uh, or teaching? How did you find teaching just in general? Well, um, initially, I just wanted to teach adjunct to make some extra money. Yep, that's. I mean, that was really it, and I wanted to share my knowledge. That's mm-hmm. it. So then, I started doing that. And I loved it. I just loved it so much. And it, I was about five years in wow. where, when I got a call from the program director and she said, would you ever consider doing this full time? And I said, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, you know what? It's the only job that I haven't quit yet. Yeah. <laughs> she said, okay, well, if you want want to she said i'm retiring but you have to go back to school and get your master's degree Mm. so i said okay i said okay so that's what i did i took one year off of teaching and i went and i got my master's degree Mm. and it worked out so perfectly like i literally finished um maybe a a couple weeks before they posted the job wow Um, so as soon as i finished i applied for the job was perfect. It was really perfect, but I had no intentions of pursuing a master's degree. Um, I just didn't. And so it wasn't, be- it was only because of that opportunity that I decided to pursue a master's degree. What, what master's did you get? I'm, I'm very curious. Oh, so it's a master's of science in instructional design and technology. What does that and mean? And that was intentional because I knew I was, um, I knew I was bec- going to be a teacher. Okay. Right. But it's a, it's a degree that's in education. Okay. But it okay. teaches you how to design instruction. 
Mm. So curriculum, um, oh, it was the best degree. And I love HIM, don't get me wrong, but it was really the best degree because I learned so much. I learned how people think. I learned how people learn. I learned all these funky tools for delivering instruction. Um, because I knew very early on when I was teaching HIM that there was something that I was missing and I just couldn't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. And it was because I never taught before, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm delivering concepts. And when students are like, I still don't get it. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay, now what, mm -hmm. you know, so that degree really taught me how to make those connections. Or how to try anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right. I, I think when the when I when I first taught at DeVry, I had no clue. Like what how am I gonna, you know, how am I gonna present this material? Right. How am I going to teach this? Right. And the only thing that I knew right. guttural, like instinctual, is to take the curriculum and just show it to them. And you know, you're given a curriculum, right? Right. And you you go week by week by week, what are you gonna talk about? Uh, you, of course, you have to prepare for that lesson. And I think what 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 um, the way I approached it is I try to translate it to me as a student. How was I as a student when I was mm -hmm. receiving this information? And how did it work for me? Because I did I did OK. I got A's and B's in the, in the class. So how can I help students achieve an A and B in that class uh, by helping them understand how I took the information, how I decimated the information, interpreted the information and applied the information. Right. So I try to do it backwards, right. right. In such a way, like, okay, here's the information. Let's kind mm -hmm. of break it down. Here's what I look at. Here's what you need to look at in order to understand this concept. So I kept on doing a lot of diagrams, flow sheets, arrows and stuff like that. Right. And, and uh, right. try to try mm -hmm. to relate to, Gosh, I only had limited experience, right? So you can't talk of from experience, <laughs> right? To to teach it. That was the that was the major flaw in, in my teaching because I only had like one year. <laughs> one year. <laughs> See? You know, it's See? it's hard. Yeah, it's true. It is very hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And the it's only thing hard. I could But it's that's... fun and I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. What was it? What I was gonna say is like the only thing I could grasp on is my experience as a student, right? And and now you know doing mm -hmm. the podcast and doing webinars, you know, and and after doing healthcare for twenty years, you have a lot to to pick from, right? Your your stories, your experiences, right, and stuff like but that. Even Just, being a parent, yeah. Even right. being a parent, think about how you teach your kids. Mm -hmm. That's right. I, I always say the the best um, the best degree you can have is being a parent <laughs> because because uh, when, when you when you when you graduate I don't know if you necessarily graduate from parenting but at least the uh, how first I would like to say the first the first ten years of parenting so I have an advanced degree <laughs> in parenting. <laughs> You know, and handle at least with three kids at the same time, just trying to manage their time, trying to manage their attitudes, trying to manage their moods. Um, and I think when you translate that into uh, leadership, I mean, shoot, I, I've, I've done a directorship only one time. Right. And so that was for one year. Um, but let's say, for example, I got interviewed 
for another leadership opportunity. And I'm going to tell them the truth. I only have one year, but here's something that I can take from is that I have three kids. Yes. Okay. I have three yes. kids. They yes. are going to graduate soon. Here's my experience on bringing them up. What I had to manage in each of the phases of their lives. You know, how did I make it work? How did I make it work with my schedule and stuff like that? You know, that's the sort of things that you want to bring up. And you are leading them. You're yeah. leading them. And that's what I tell my students all the time because they say, I have no healthcare experience. This is going to be my first job. Okay. So we need to talk about those transferable skills that right. are around you every day, mm-hmm. just like that, that's you great. know? So that's, that's a perfect that's example. So once you got your master's, uh, let's get back to you. Once you got your master's, then you became the, the academic chair. So from that point on, what happened after that? So you're currently now the academic chair. Um, and yes. I see that you, so another question that I want to ask is when, at one point, did you start to get your doctorate in education? Because you you would be my first um, doctorate guest. I have doctors before, but uh, not medical. I have had medical doctors, but not a doctor oh, okay. in education uh, okay. on, the, on the program. Uh, so you would be my first doctorate guest. So kind of explain, like, you know, once you got into the role, I guess, when did you get to the point that you decided that you needed a doctorate? So there you have it. That is part one of my interview with Dr. Kenja Sabri. You could check out Kenja on LinkedIn. You could check out The Qualified by going to the website, www.the- Geek.com.